This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, August 13th, 2008. I'm Caleb Brown. In a world of high gas prices, what is the federal role in transportation planning? Just how much federal money should be diverted to transit, if any? Cato Institute Senior Fellow Randall O'Toole, author of The Best Laid Plans, says the public has some surprisingly nuanced, if occasionally wrong, views about which levels of government should pay for roads and rails. Well, the the data indicated that the public thinks that it's okay for the federal government to take U.S. gas taxes and spend it on highways, but they think that light rail and and other transit should be funded by state and local taxpayers, and, and bike paths and pedestrian paths should be funded by local taxpayers. The problem is that the federal government doesn't spend gas tax money on highways. It spends more than 20% of it on transit, and... A lot of it is in an open bucket. Uh, Whoever grabs in the bucket and gets the money first gets it. And that's not true with the highway money. The highway money is not an open bucket. But since the transit money is an open bucket, cities all over the country are grabbing money out of that bucket. And the way to get the most money is to build light rail or some other expensive kind of transit. Because then you get the most money if you spend spend the most money. So uh, even though most People seem to understand that gas taxes were originally created to fund highways, and we call it a highway trust fund because we trust that that money will be used for highways. In fact, it should be called the Highway Mistrust Fund because Congress, starting in the 1980s, started diverting money out of that fund into transit and later into museums and all kinds of other stuff that uh, has nothing to do with the highways are with the interests of the people who are paying the tax. Now, more recently, the federal government has begun paying not just construction costs for these kinds of projects, but also some of the operational costs. Well, the federal government spends about 20% of its transit money on, on operational costs. That's not necessarily a bad thing, but uh, it's, it's questionable whether this is really a national uh, goal to spend money on transit at all. And even if it is, uh, it's, the, it's the open bucket that really bothers me. Uh, it's not just a fund for light rail that's an open bucket. There are other funds that are transit-related that are, that are an open bucket. And there are funds that can go for either highways or transit. And so that, that's a different kind of open bucket. The transit people are out there grabbing that away from the highways. So even though highways in most American cities carry 98 to 99% of the personal travel and 99.999% of the freight, uh, the transit is getting in a lot of cities a third to two thirds, and in a few cases, 80% of the federal, state, and local uh, funds, all of which is being paid for by auto drivers. So we have this mismatch. Uh, Money is going to transit when it's coming out of auto drivers' pockets. And the federal government is not doing anything to fix that. In fact, they're making it worse. If the federal government were to simply block grant money back to uh, state transportation authorities, how much of that would be spent on transit? Well, that's a difficult question to answer because each state has different priorities. And I think a lot of the money still would go to transit because right now there are a lot of state governors and transportation commissioners and metropolitan planners who just believe that you can't build your way out of congestion, so we shouldn't try. And so instead, let's pour the money into transit and hope somebody rides it. If we build it, maybe they will come. Uh, That's actually the way they talk. Those are the 
kind of catchphrases they use. And we have spent over $100 billion on rail transit in the last 15 years alone and have not managed to get a tenth of a percent of people out of their automobiles. No city has gotten even 1% of people out of their automobiles. Nationwide, uh, you can't even find uh, any percentage of people getting out of their automobiles because of rail transit. There are uh, people who will make the case now in this era of high gas prices that now more than ever we need to be making uh, investments in, in transit. Well, look at Europe. Europe has had high gas prices for uh, as long as anybody can remember. And they've diverted a third of the gas taxes that they collect into rail transit and intercity rail. That's a lot of money going into transit. And what's happening? Well, right now, uh, the transit share of travel in Europe is declining. Intercity rail share of travel in Europe is declining. The automobile share, both in urban areas and in intercity traffic, is increasing. And the airplane in intercity is increasing. So uh, the, if, if it isn't working in Europe, how's it going to work here? What is the federal role here? There's been a lot of uh, attention paid to the earmarks process. In the last transportation authorization bill, they authorized spending of $280 billion over six years, and a little less than 10% of that went for earmarks. And people have, have moaned about some of those earmarks are going for bridges to nowhere and things like that. That's a problem. But to me, a bigger problem is the fact that a huge percentage of money is going for things that don't benefit auto drivers and don't particularly benefit transit users. They're, they're going for mega projects. They're going for urban monuments, things that uh, mayors and con members of Congress can put their names on and say, I built that. I built that for you. Of course, it was out of your money, and it was money that could have been used to do things that actually would have helped you rather than just give you something pretty to look at. But this is what we, where we see Congress going. The federal transportation laws require every single metropolitan area in the country to spend a percentage, about 1%, of federal transportation dollars on planning. And as the anti-planner, I find this particularly obnoxious, so I sat down and reviewed 75 metropolitan transportation plans, uh, including plans for the 70 largest urban areas in the country and a handful of others, and found that uh, almost none of the plans followed standard planning methods Almost none of them considered any alternatives. They just said, here, we're going to build a bunch of rail transit, take it or leave it. And uh, it's, uh, it's clear that uh, half of them are wasting a lot of money, that they're not doing what's the most cost-effective thing for their areas. Close to half might be cost-effective, although it's not clear because uh, there's no alternatives, but more than half are clearly not cost-effective and are wasting huge amounts of tax dollars. Randall O'Toole is author of the Cato book, The Best Laid Plans. He is also a Cato Institute Senior Fellow. This is the Cato Daily Podcast. You can order your copy of The Best Laid Plans at cato.org.